Good day again, my brothers and sisters. Blessings to all of you. My pleasure again to stand before you in order to share God's word to all of you out there who are regularly following us through our broadcasts, uh, Facebook, Ogsai, YouTube. Thank you for the blessings of the Lord that he has uh, freely poured out uh, unto each one of you as you cry out to him. And also thank the Lord for making yourselves available so that uh, many of you are beginning to experience the favor of the Lord in using your life uh, to share his word, to share his goodness to your loved ones, to your neighbors, to your workmates, to your textmates, and uh, too many people out there. And I pray that that will continue as a passion in your life, more so if you allow the Spirit to, to refresh you and remind you. Praise be to God. Our lesson uh, last Sunday was about why do we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And we covered several very important lessons why we need to be filled. But foremost of those, of course, is that there is a direct command from Scripture that every believer must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what it says in Ephesians 5 verse 18. Instead of being filled with the things of the world, it is a lot better to be filled with the things that come from God, especially the Holy Spirit. Today's lesson, as I have promised you last Sunday, is about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In as much as we know already the reasons why we need to be filled, we are interested what should one do in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I believe the scripture also provides us with some steps that we need to take. Many of you or some of you may have already been doing this in your own Christian life. And that's exactly why you are a little higher above the others who are also walking with the Lord because you have found some of these ways already and been doing them in your own personal life. But for the many who have not, known, who have not yet known this, uh, this, these things, uh, it's good for us to be refreshed again. And at the end of this lesson, uh, we shall not only be listening to this as a lesson, but we wanted to immediately put this into practice so that uh, thereafter we can uh, receive the full benefit of the fullness of the Spirit in our own life. But let me first pray before I proceed. Father, we thank you this morning. We bless you and honor you, O Lord. Wonderful are you, O Lord, glorious, mighty, sovereign. O Lord God, you are everything, O Lord. Hallelujah. There is not a single word, Lord, that will completely, hallelujah, Lord God, uh, fit into you, your description. We know that you are more than what our minds could ever think about. And that is why we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Thank you for today's lesson, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I pray that this will not just be a lesson, any other lesson, but that at the end of this, we will take the invitation of our Father in heaven through His Son Jesus and the instruction and the urging of scriptures that we have to be filled with the Spirit 
and that we will immediately take these steps and apply them so that we can start enjoying, enjoying the full benefit of being filled with the Spirit. And our lives will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. And at the same time, we declare and believe that many other people around us will also benefit from us being filled with the Holy Spirit. So thank you, dear Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise be to God. So here are some of the steps that we need to do in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We all know that it is commanded in Scripture, as I have already mentioned earlier, as we start this lesson. And we also know that being filled with the Spirit is not optional. It is mandatory because it is commanded by the Lord through His Apostle, the Apostle Paul. And so every uh, follower of the Lord, every pilgrim of God, every Jesus disciple should uh, aggressively pursue in his own life the status of being filled with the Spirit. Never to be content with one level, but should progress from one level to the next level to the next level, all for the glory of God. And of course, also for our own goodness, our own benefit, as well as the benefit of the people whom we come in contact with. In John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, we have these words recorded by the Apostle John from Jesus. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within, from within him. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to the time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So it's clear here in this passage of scripture that the Holy Spirit was to be given to the disciples and to all believers thereafter. But up until this time, this time of writing you know, in this passage, the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet uh, glorified. Meaning to say he has not yet died, he has not yet been buried, he has not yet been, you know, risen from the grave. But after, of course, these things has happened, as we all know already, uh, in Acts chapter 2, they received the Holy Spirit as an initial, you know, coming of the Holy Spirit into the life. And thereafter, every record that we can read in the rest of the chapters of the book of Acts, we see all the time the, whole, the, the, the people of God, the disciples, were always full of the Holy Spirit. So we see that. But let me remind you that this is that Jesus was talking about coming to him and drinking from him. And this is re referring to the Holy Spirit. Another verse I'd like to remind you about is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13, wherein the Apostle Paul has this to say, For we were all baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. 
we were all given the one spirit to drink. So in this verse, as well as in what Jesus was talking about previously, he uses the word drink, drink of the spirit, as if the spirit is likened to a water or something that is liquid. But of course, we know that the, sp the spirit is not water. <laughs> so we can ask ourselves, how can we drink of the Holy Spirit? That's a good question. And that's exactly why we are taking up this topic today. The first thing we need to do in order to drink of the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit is to read about the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Firstly, in the Bible. And the Bible, even from uh, Genesis chapter 1, already has many mentions of the Holy Spirit, more so in the New Testament. The Bible in the New Testament is full of the Holy Spirit. The life of Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts, of course, was full of the Holy Spirit. The writings of the apostles, full of the Holy Spirit. About three weeks ago, I took the time of reading the New Testament in three nights, three successive nights. I read the whole New Testament. And my purpose of reading the time was to discover the verses where the Holy Spirit was mentioned. And so I made some records. As a total, there were about 243 times in the New Testament that the Holy Spirit was mentioned. If you check, if you go to my Bible, here is my Bible. I can show you. I am underlining every time the Holy Spirit is mentioned in a verse or in a text. Um, Book of Acts has the most number of uh, the Holy Spirit being mentioned, 54 times. And no wonder because the Book of Acts is talking about the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Book of Acts should be accurately called as the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. Of course, in the epistles, we can see many times the Holy Spirit is mentioned, but in Romans, the lightings of Paul to the, to the Christians in Rome, he talks about the Holy Spirit also many times, but there is a chapter in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8, wherein Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 19 times in one chapter. And it is also in the chapter wherein we are told, chapter 8, verse 26, that the Holy Spirit is a special help to all of us when it comes to prayer. Because as believers, we have major uh, roadblock or limitation or handicap when it comes to prayer. We do not know what we should pray as we ought to pray for, but the Holy Spirit helps us, intercedes for us with groans, that words cannot express. It is also in this chapter wherein we are told that if we do not have the Spirit of God, then we are not a child, a child of God. So, uh, as we consider this lesson number one, that we need to read about the Holy Spirit in the Bible, but of course there are other Christian books that talks about the Holy Spirit. Just lately I read a book written by Robert Morris, and the title is The God That I Never Know, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit. So the, when we read about this, you know, we read about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, then definitely we are drinking of Him as we read about Him. Our minds will begin to be filled up with the Holy Spirit, you know. It was amazing. Uh, the first time in my life that I did that, reading the whole New Testament in three nights, just finding about the Holy Spirit. And so I would wake up in the morning, my mind is full of the Holy Spirit, thinking about the Holy Spirit. How I miss many of his ways because I took for granted sometimes when I 
you know, read the scripture. So, if you are interested to be filled with the Holy Spirit in your own life, find a way to always read about Him. Even in the Old Testament, when you read the Bible in the Old Testament, find a way to discover where the Holy Spirit has been mentioned and then study carefully. Immerse yourself in the story so that you can get the lessons that He would want you to learn. Another thing that we need to do in, to, in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to meditate. Meditate on what we read about the Holy Spirit. You know, the concept of meditation is that simply it means to think repeatedly in your mind and in your heart. The good example of this is when a cow would chew the cud, you know, chewing the cud. You know, if you are familiar with cows, you know, in the morning they would go to the field with the green, the grass are green, and they would uh, eat, fill their stomach, kumbaga. They would eat and eat and eat. We, they would walk slowly and eat the grasses there. Of course, they choose the grass. They know how which grass are, are good for them and which grass are not good for them. And so they would drink. They would eat plenty of, of, of grass available. They would eat. And then uh, they would find a place that's cooler, you know, under the shade of a huge tree, and then they would take their rest there. And if you are careful to notice, you will start noticing them to chew. They will, they will be chewing. They will going like that. He is no longer eating the grass. But what hap what's happening is, the grass that he brought into inside of him, he will bring that out again to his mouth in order to chew it to digest it properly, you know? Pinuhon niya, katong mga mga sagbot. I don't know how he does that, but he does that. These animals that know how to chew the cud, like the cows, like the carabaos, they do that. Kay ilang man ang pinuhon ng sagbot. That is exactly a good picture of what it means to meditate on the Word of God. Meditate on the Holy Spirit. Like you've been reading about the Holy Spirit, do not just read about the Holy Spirit. Meditate on the things that you read about the Holy Spirit. Let it repeat in your mind. No? Back and forth, forth and back, in the morning, noon, in the evening, until it will saturate your entire life, your being, your mind, your soul, your spirit. Every which way you will turn, you think about the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. The next thing that you need to do is, of course, talk about the Holy Spirit. We find this verse in Luke 6, verse 55. A principle has been said here by Jesus when he said, Abundance or out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you have read, when you read, it enters into your mind and into your life. What you've been thinking about, it will become settled and firmly established in your mind and in your heart. And then when you open your mouth to speak, that is exactly what will come out of your mouth. Amen. And that goes to show you are now beginning to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you are talking about Him. Amen. You are talking about Him left and right, up and down. When you stand up, when you sit down, when you do business, when you work, you're just talking about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you sing in the Spirit. That's why Paul was saying, I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing with understanding. I will pray in the Spirit. I will pray with understanding because there's so much abundance of the Holy Spirit in his life, in the life of the Apostle Paul. You have to remember that we mentioned the verse uh, written by the Apostle Paul as a way of testifying in 
1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, wherein he said, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than all of you. He was not bragging. He was testifying about the work of the Holy Spirit in his life, helping him, helping him to pray, helping him to, uh, to relate with the Holy Spirit at all times. And so, talk about the Holy Spirit. You know, when you walk around, you know, among your friends or your loved ones, or when you go to the marketplace, you can easily spot the people and know what fills them. How would you know? When you listen to what they are usually talking about. Because what's usually coming out of their mouth is exactly what has filled them all day long or all week long. So if they are filled with anger, you will hear angry words out of their mouth. If they are filled with jealousy, exactly that you will hear coming out of their mouth. If they are filled with lust, for example, you know somebody that's filled with lust, it's easy to spot. You, you hear them speaking about ugly things. And why were they filled with lust? Because they have been reading materials that fosters lust. You know, They have been meditating on those things that they read or maybe they have seen by way of video. The same thing is true with money. If you're filled with money, all you could think about is money. And every time you open your mouth, you talk about money, it's because you've been reading about money. You've been exposed to money. You've been thinking about money. That's the way it is even with negative things. And that's also the way it is with the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So talk about the Holy Spirit. Talk about Him. And then, of course, Pray to the Holy Spirit or ask to fill you with His presence. Usually, when we use the word pray, we use the word ask. In the scripture, like in Matthew, it says there, pray to the Lord of the harvest, which refers to the Holy Spirit. But then in another version, it says, ask the Lord of the harvest. So when you ask, you pray. When you pray, you ask. You know? So you pray to the Holy Spirit. That do not just talk about the Holy Spirit, but pray to the Holy Spirit. Speak to the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. Converse with the Holy Spirit. Because the more we pray to the Holy Spirit, the more we converse, the more we relate with Him, the more His life and His power will impact our own life. This is interesting because, but we are familiar with this one. We learn to speak or pick up words, even expressions, from other people. Some of these are bad expressions, but we pick them up because we spend time with them. We associate with them, we talk with them, we say hi with them, we joke with them. And for all we know, we learn their, their language, we learn their expressions, their idioms, their whatever. And some of these are not good, and yet we pick them up unintentionally. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we need to be intentional. We need to have thirst and hunger. We need to uh, uh, come before Him with the humility. We need to honor Him in everything that we do. We need to, we need to uh, ask Him all the time. And uh, of course, we need to spend time. Spend time with Him. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. That is why we can... As we, as we have mentioned, we can learn from Jesus that he would spend time always in prayer. Always in prayer. Like this one in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, wherein we read about Jesus, that he would wake up 
early in the morning. He would wake up early in the morning. It says very early in the morning. While it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Uh, even Jesus has to do this. You know, spending a lot of time, you know, long time, praying, talking, talking to the Father, talking to the Holy Spirit, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to fill his life, you know, because he was getting ready that when the day comes, you know, during the public ministry of Jesus, just as the breaking of the day would begin to happen, the people would start coming to Jesus with all kinds of needs. You know, many of them were sick, they were diseased, they were infirm, many of them were demonized, some of them were hungry and thirsty, others needs words of comfort and counseling. And Jesus has nothing to give except what the Holy Spirit, you know, would give through him. That is why he would spend time in prayer. Praise be to God. And so if we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to intentionally put a firm discipline on our prayer life. And praise God, we have, for the last couple of months, we have been praying every night at 8 p.m. and onwards. Our initial agreement was it will be just a 30 minutes time of prayer. But I know that many of you, including uh, me and my, my family, would spend longer than 30 minutes because once you start praying, you will never know where the Holy Spirit will lead you, what particular prayer items, prayer items other than uh, the list, the items of prayers that already is in your list that, that He will bring into your memory, into your mind. And He will speak that these are so many things. Just about last two, three nights, we've been praying for the nations of the world, you know, all over the globe. So, you know, and I like it because, uh, you know, I... I'm not, I'm not bragging, I'm testifying. I, I like geography. Even when I was in the elementary, I would memorize the map. You know? So now I can pray, and I start here in Southeast Asia, South Korea, and Japan, and Philippines, and Taiwan, and China, and Hong Kong, Macau, you know, Vietnam, Cambodia. You know? And then all over the world, you go to Europe, you go to Africa, you go to North America, you go to South America, just praying for the nations, asking the Holy Spirit to do one more sweep over the land. And as a consequence, that many, many will be brought into the kingdom of God because of the work of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And when you are doing that, you know that the Holy Spirit is filling you up with himself, with his presence, with his passion, with his compassion for the lost. You know, with his desire to see the harvest brought to the feet of Jesus, with his desire to see the lost reconciled back to the Father. With this desire to see every backslider, if possible, will return to the fold of the Lord. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. Because on our own, we will never have interest anymore with these things. We see around, you see some people who are full of whatever is filling them up. And there are always traits or evidences of what fills up a person. When a person is full of wine, you can easily spot him when he walks down the street, even if you are away from him. You know, you can see him there walking and you can tell my that guy, that guy is, is full of wine. He's sabi sa hubog. Why? Because he's no longer walking in the natural way. Diba? He is swaying, you know. He cannot almost control himself. 
ba? And then he was mumbling. And then when you come closer, you see his face is red, you know, and sometimes he's drawling, you know. Then you know that this guy is not in his right mind. He is full of something. And you know, especially if you can smell the alcohol, then you know that, my, this guy is full of alcohol. When a person is full of the Holy Spirit, there are telltale signs of him being filled with the Spirit. There are evidences of that fullness of the Spirit. You, know? you cannot fake being filled with the Spirit. It will really manifest. Whatever is filling you up is what will come out of you. That is why we talk about the need for being filled with the Holy Spirit. But here we are being given the simple steps on what to do in order to be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. And because there are these are simple steps, if we do this one, like for example, we do reading, a lot of reading. Because whatever you are reading, is that is what will fill your mind and your heart. If you are reading about uh, uh, business, you know, and then you will be thinking about business. You will be talking about business. And people that you will meet, you will always look at them in business ways, you know. Oh, paano kung makanegosyo? Anong tawana? Ana, di ba? Because you are talking about business. If you are full of lust, then the same thing, you know. You are full of lust because you've been reading materials that, you know, feed your lust. You've been watching videos that feed your lust. And when you look at people, you are a man. You look at the women, most likely you're thinking, you're looking at them with lustful thoughts. Because that's what has filled you. But how about when you are filled with the Spirit? When you are full, full of the Holy Spirit, you are talk, thinking in spiritual terms. You're thinking about what you can do to help. How can you be of help? What is the problem of this person? How can I help him? How can I help her? How, what, what is in me that I can give to him? Why? Because you're full of the Holy Spirit. And my dear brothers and sisters, we cannot afford to continue walking with God without being filled with the Holy Spirit. I made mention last time, one reason why we ought to be filled with the Holy Spirit is because this is the need of the hour. We are living in the last days, my brothers and sisters. And the enemy has let loose all of these demons in his bag. And all these demons are flying and moving back and forth over the globe. Looking for people whom he can fill up. That is why we see an increase of crime and wickedness and sin, an increase of violence, an increase of all kinds of wicked things. Things that and you, your mind cannot imagine why people would do this, would do these things. And the only explanation is because there is a demonic entity. Being let loose. A kingdom of darkness is a wild working violently because even the devil knows that he's, he has but a short time. We read that in the Revelation chapter 11, chapter 12, I should say. It says here, verse 12, Revelation 12, verse 12, Therefore, Rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and the sea, 
because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. You look at the scripture. He is filled with fury. The devil himself is filled with fury. And anyone who will come in contact with him will be filled with the same fury and much, much more that the devil has in his life that he wants to pass on to people to destroy and ruin their lives. But we come to God in the name of Jesus. He makes his Holy Spirit available for us so we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And everything that the Holy Spirit has will fill us and it will be good for us. And it will be good for the people around us. That is why the scripture commands us to be filled with the Spirit. Instead of being filled with the world, filled with the Spirit. Here the devil is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. He has but a short time, so he is making double time of work. He has no rest in the morning until evening. He works 24-7 of every day. And he works all the time in trying to destroy and victimize the people. In the letter of Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5, in verse 8, it says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion this is an apt description of the kind of enemy that we have to be careful about. That is why a Christian should not walk um, carelessly, you know, should not use his time carelessly, should not go to places carelessly, you know. Every move we make has to be a move under the direction of the Holy Spirit in these last days. Or else we will become a victim to this sly, this mean and murderous enemy whose only intent is to destroy our life. Again, unfortunately, so many Christians are losing their sanity and they are, you know, just like the rest of the people of the world without knowledge of God. In the Old Testament, the Lord has this to say about His people. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. This is one of the saddest things that you can read in Scripture. God Himself was saying, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. You see? And they did not seek me. That's why I'm sharing this with you because it is so important, my dear brothers and sisters. The Holy Spirit has been given. He is our helper. He is our advocate, our comforter. He's our counselor. He's our teacher. Every good blessing that comes from the Father, we will receive through Jesus Christ, but through the agency of the Holy Spirit. Because it is Him who will take what belongs to Jesus and deliver them to us. But only when we are full of Him, only when we allow Him to occupy every inch of our heart and of our life. And I know it is a challenge. It is a moment-by-moment -moment challenge, my brothers and sisters. Although we still have to live in this world, and because we live in this world, we still have to think about 
where our next breakfast will come, our next lunch, our next dinner, where the next money will come to pay for bills like water bills, electric bills, etc., etc. We still have to think about these things. And yet, on the other hand, the Bible is calling us to live a disciplined life so that we will always have the time to spend in the presence of the Holy Spirit for Him to fill us. So we can read about Him, meditate on Him, think of Him, talk to Him, you know, interact with Him, relate with Him, enjoy His fellowship, enjoy His company, allow Him to touch us and feel us, and, he know we, and we know we will. And you know also when you are being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, you can't testify. You can only praise God. Amen. I challenge you, take an experiment this week. Every time our synchronized prayer is coming, prepare yourself. Look at your watch. It's 7.45. I get ready. If you have not yet taken your dinner, defer your dinner after your prayer. You do that. As a way of honoring the Holy Spirit. If you have already done with dinner and yet you have not yet done with washing the plates, then do away with washing the plates. Do that afterwards. Because you now you want to get ready. You want to find a place where you can be comfortable. You want to bring your Bible with you. Maybe you need a guitar if you want. So that you can devote the whole time in fellowshipping with the Lord in prayer, the Holy Spirit. So that you can acknowledge Him. So that you can welcome him, so that you can ask him, so that you can allow him for that moment, so that you can align your heart and mind with him, so that he can touch you, he can fill you, so that he can fill you in every inch of your life. And then try to find out what has become of you after you have been doing this for a week, for two weeks, or for a month. Because I guarantee you, something will change in your life. You will never be the same. In the outward, maybe you're still the same, but something inside of you will take a U-turn for better. Amen. And when you become better, others around you will start to become better also. Because out of the fullness that you receive from the Lord, that is what they will also receive from you. Amen. And so today, I would encourage us, because these are simple steps, but take, although it takes, it takes a lot of discipline, I would encourage you, let's do this. Let's continue doing this. For those of you who have started to do this, let's continue doing this. We even desire that this will increase in our life, so that in our life, if possible, every time we open our mouth, we just talk about Him, His Holy Spirit, His gifts, His goodness, Ano ba? Instead of, you know, karoon, Holy Spirit, pagkataon, mga yaga-yaga na saan, green jokes na saan, mga unsa-unsa na saan, ang atong mga istoryahan. We need to live a disciplined life. I'm saying this not to you only, but also for me, reminding myself, because we're living in the last days, and we cannot afford, you know, to be tripped over by the enemy because our enemy is a sly enemy, is an unforgiving enemy. He does not care for our life and for our future. He will do everything in his power 
to destroy us if possible. That's why we have to be careful. Jesus was telling his disciples, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray. As I pose for prayer, I would encourage you again like I did last time. After this, after you saw this video, you heard this presentation of God's word and how to be filled with the spirit, take the opportunity of finding yourself a place, maybe a corner, or maybe you get inside your room, kneel, kneel beside your bed, and just talk to the Lord with your Bible. Talk to the Lord in prayer, asking, Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, as you fill me, remove every wordliness in my heart and in my mind. Sweep clean my mind, my thoughts, my heart, my inner being. I only allow you, Holy Spirit, to fill me. Talk to Him. Whatever problem, whatever concern you have, bring this before Him. Invite Him. Hallelujah. And give Him the time to work. Don't be in a hurry. Give Him the time to work. Some of us, after hearing a broadcast, we immediately stand up and go to our work, prepare the food, whatever. We do not actually give him the time to do his ministry in our own life. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Give him the time to fill you. Don't be in a hurry. Just as your cell phone cannot be filled in a hurry. Think about that. Your cell phone cannot be filled in a hurry. You cannot flick your finger and then the cell phone battery will be filled up. The cell phone has an ample time to spend in the charging so that it will be filled up. Same thing with your life. Let me pray. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you, O oh Lord, for helping us today. Thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you as we acknowledge you to, to be our helper sent by the Father to Jesus. Hallelujah. We ask you always in everything we do. That you fill us, that you help us, that you enable us, that you empower us, that you anoint us. So whatever will be overflowing out of us will be things that are spirit-born, spirit-done. Not by the flesh, but by the Holy Spirit. Because it is only by the Spirit, things done by the Spirit, words said in the Spirit. It is only those that will bless the people around us. Thank you, the Holy Spirit, for your ministry, powerful, gracious, loving ministry. The world needs you, O Holy Spirit. And it is the church that you will use as your instruments to impact this world. Holy Spirit, you are the holder of gifts and the giver of these gifts that people around us need. Like salvation or healing or deliverance. It is in your hands, Holy Spirit, and you want to distribute them to the needy. And you want to distribute them using your instrument, like my life. And the lives of your people are listening to this broadcast. And so we pray, use us, O Lord, that we're always be in alignment with you as we seek the fullness of you in our life. That we can be your instrument every time. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for those you are working on today while we are doing this broadcast, while they're watching and hearing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching them, convicting them of their sin. Thank you for pointing them to Jesus as the only Savior, because He's the only way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father through Him. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for comforting them in the moment of grief and sorrow, in the moment of burden and confusion. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding them, paving the way for them to go where you want them to go. Holy Spirit, thank you. We bless you and honor you again today. In Jesus' name.